Today we're going to be discussing a, a concept which uh, we're going to discuss it more in an extreme way, but the issue is not just in an extreme way. And here's the story. There are things approaches, attitudes that carry on generation after generation. <coughs> Children look at their parents and they learn different things from their parents. <coughs> they incorporate it in their system. They get married and then it goes to the next generation. keeps on going. Now the problem is, what do you do if uh, the parents have a certain system which is damaging, negative? The children grow up in such a family, and they don't know any better, they just think that's life. So they grow up, they get married, and guess what happens next? It goes into the next generation. So where does it stop? Where does it stop? And this is a serious problem. It's a serious problem. And I'll give you an example. There is a, a common word that's used nowadays. Uh, abuse. So abuse, everyone knows that that's a terrible thing. But, but what is abuse? So, um, let's say if uh, parents uh, hit their children, or, you know, in a cruel way, whatever. So people, that's abuse. If uh, parents uh, will, with their mouth, they're going to uh, emotionally abuse their children, put their children down, it happens, unfortunately put their children down. That's emotional abuse. These are things which more or less people are aware of. But there are other types of abuse which, which is less, less known. And I'll give you an example. An example would be a parent kissing their child, hugging their child, going to their child and saying, I love you. Okay, that's something which children need, but they don't always get it. Parents have, they know, that food, you got to feed your children. If you don't feed your children, that's, that's abuse. It's cruel. So feeding children, yes. Clothing, yes. Tuition school, yes. But kissing my child, what's that? This father never got that as a child. His father went through a life where not once did his father or mother go over and say, Yankel, I love you, and kiss the child and hug the child. So he doesn't know that. Now he's a father, he has children, and he doesn't know it, so he doesn't do his children. And it goes, So how do you break the cycle? At which point is the cycle broken?
This is true when it comes to chinuch, education. And this is also true by shalom bias. When it comes to shalom bias. The attitudes of shalom bias come very often for what you see or you didn't see at home. The example, the example that you saw that you didn't see, that carries on. Then you get married and, you know, that's the way it's supposed to be. But maybe not, maybe it's not supposed to be that way. Now, we're discussing things about chinuch. We're discussing things about shalom bayis. We'll discuss more about that. And some of you might be thinking, I don't got plans to get married for the next couple of years. Like, what is this all about? Like, why is this important for me? But I want to tell you this is very important for you. I don't care when you're getting married. You could be younger. It makes no difference. You got to think about this now. There's no age that's too young to say, <laughs> I have time for that. No, the time is now, regardless of your age and your stage in life. You got to really think about it. This is serious stuff. Let's talk a, a, a minute about Shalom Bayes. Just like a child has needs. Years ago, many years ago, there were signs in Brooklyn. Big signs in certain neighborhood signs. Do you know where your child is? Something like that. Do you know where your child is? It's such big signs. Do you know where your child is? You know, it apparently, uh, you know, the background must have been that there were many parents that had no clue where the children are. You know, and then imagine what happens to these children. They grow up and, you know, well, what do they know? And this example I gave you before about kissing and hugging your child, you should know this is very important. This is very important. Not giving the child the attention and the affection that the child needs it's like not giving supper on the table. Just like the goof. The goof, the body, needs nourishment. The nefesh needs nourishment. Emotional nourishment. That's a must. It's an absolutely must. Not giving a child emotional support is it's like not giving a person supper. And I don't mean abuse in, in, in a cruel way. I'm talking about some parents just don't know about these things. And then shalom bias. Shalom bias. People get married, and they don't. They don't give to their spouse what they should be giving to their spouse, which basically is concern, care, attention. Sometimes the the husband doesn't do it. Why? He didn't see it. There was no example, and this could carry on generation to generation. And this makes no difference if you're talking about Bali Chuba, where this could obviously be a problem, or what they call FFBs. It makes no difference. There are many FFBs, whatever that is, whatever creature that is, there are many of them that it's the same exact problem. The problem goes on generation after generation. The parents don't know what they're doing with the children, then it keeps them going. 
sometimes it, it takes on like a different variation. Sometimes the person grew up with one parent, not two, or no parents, whatever it is, and then they get married and they have to like develop their own techniques, their own style, and they might do a good job and they might not do a good job. You know, in, in Lubavitcher families, I don't know how true this is or not, but that's what some people said. Out of families, there was one generation that was a tragic generation in communist Russia. Without your families from the Alta Rebbe, the middle of all generations, but then was a tragic period in communist Russia where almost every Lubavitcher house had someone that was taken, but that was put in prison in Siberia. And there was like years and years where children were growing up without a father. And the mother was struggling to keep them physically alive and spiritually alive. And then there was a generation that grew up that, that was missing a father. Either completely or partially. And then they became Tatis afterwards. Some of them never saw their father. Father was arrested, taken away. Had an uncle. That, that, that's exactly what happened. An uncle, his father was taken away. He, he didn't see his father after a young age. It was like a common thing those days. Besides the hunger and starvation. So people grew up without. So there was like a whole sort of cut of a generation where the next generation had to do it on their own. If you're a Tati, you know, your Tati was taken away in Siberia. Now you got to start doing so, so how do you know what to do? So sometimes it's just guesswork. It's guesswork. You try guessing this way, that way, and maybe you're on target, maybe you're not. But then what's your child getting? Your child is getting what you're giving. And what's the child going to give to the next generation? So how do you break the cycle? That's the question. How do you break the cycle? Something which goes from generation. How do you break the cycle? So I want to discuss several points about this. And the first thing is, the first thing I want to discuss is the concept of priority. Priorities. Priorities is a very important word. Priorities in life. And the reason this is so important in our discussion is because a lot of the mistakes which carry on generation to generation is when the priorities are confused and mixed up and are wrong. And if you could get the priority straight, that solves like half the problems. That's already a big tikkun. And talking about priorities, let's talk about it. What are the priorities in life? So the priorities in life is, in the big picture, the priorities is family. That's the priority in life. Family. Your wife and your children. That's your priorities in life. One technical, important nafkumina is when it comes to the question of location. You get married one day, where should you live? Where should you move to? You have a good paying job over here. Where do you move to? So for some people, priority is parnasa. Better pay, that's priority. Not for a, not for a year, not for a former year. That's not our priority. Priority is one thing, chinuch. That's priority. Where will the child get a good chinuch? That's what counts. That's priority. 
that overrides everything else. Yeah, but I got a good paying job over there. That's who have a good paying job. Yeah, okay. But where's the chinuch? What about shluchim? That's another discussion. That's another discussion. See, what counts in life, priority in life, is family. Family is a wife and children. Children is chinuch. And chinuch, a good chinuch, that's priority in life. And that's how you choose location, based on chinuch. Of course, a shul. You're going to move to a place where there's a shul. At least walking distance. No one would imagine moving to a place, a location where there's no shul. You don't imagine such a thing. Chinuch. You need a good chinuch and a, and, and a shul that you walk to. That, that's, by the way, if there's a food store in town, that's also good. That will help. That's also important. We'll take a little bit of question a little bit later. That's also good. But, but you have to know what the priorities are. Then you have this guy that comes home. Comes home from work. And, and here we get to another problem of priorities. But this is a problem that that, uh, let's use the word, that has a streimel on it. Okay? Sometimes the Yetzirah comes with a streimel. Comes with a gautel, you know, with a long coat. It comes like, well, like, you know, like, like a chassidish Yetzirah, you know, like a, a streimel. Like Tanya talks about. So, the guy comes home from work, and uh, the children are there, the wife is there, yeah, yeah. I have a chavrusa now. What time is it? I have chavrusa now. Goodbye. Children are there. Wife is there. Goodbye. I have a chavrusa. So this guy is wearing a streimel in his mind. I'm a tzaddik, right? At least the tzaddik shena kamal. Okay, I'm a tzaddik. I there's a wife and there's children, right? But I'm a tzaddik and I don't have to learn. Okay, <laughs> that's a mistake. What about one second. That means you don't have your priorities right. That's not the way it goes. You come home, you have children, spend time with your children. Talk to them. Do homework with them. Care about them. Hear them out. And of course your wife. Who's going to clean up after supper? Who's going to clean up? Who's going to do the homework with the children? The tati. Who's going to wash the dishes? Some men think that in Shulchanach it says men are not allowed to wash dishes. <laughs> so no dinner Shulchanach. So sometimes the priorities are so confused that, that it, 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 it could destroy your house. Is the Chavrusa important? Very important. Learning Torah? Very important. But, but you, gotta, gotta, you, gotta, you have to get your priorities right. You're coming home, take care of your children. Help out your wife. Don't run away because you are tzaddik and you have to have your chavusa. Have a chavusa later on. Not on your wife's cheshben. Not on her account. Not when she loses. Maybe when you lose out of it. Instead of going to sleep early, you go to sleep later and lose chavusa. Maybe that. Wake up 5 o'clock in the morning. Not such a terrible sin sometimes. Sometimes.
Okay? But not when your wife needs you. So when you have, there is a good question about davening and shul. That's a very important question. Okay? We're not going to talk about that now, but it's a very important question. There's a very big difference between the example I gave, with Chavusa, and the example you're giving, which is a very good question. And there's no black and white answer for that. There's no black and white answer. But, but that, 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 that's, that's complicated. The question is, you come home, and there's a minion now. My love is in 10 minutes. Okay, the kids are going to sleep in 20 minutes. What do you do now? The only minion. Okay, that, that's a very complicated. There's no. I don't know. Your neighbor has the same problem. All ten yidden that are the minion, they all have the same problem. But in any case, that 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 that's a question. That's a good question, and and we're not going to discuss that now. In such cases, you usually speak to your mashpi about it because there's no black and white answer for that. There are many rules and many exceptions to the rules. Usually more exceptions than rules, but that, that, that's very complicated. So we're, we're talking now about priorities. If you have your priorities right, then it's going to help in so many things. It's going to solve so many problems. But that's not enough. It's not enough. You have your priorities. Even if you do, you could still be making the same mistakes that your parents made and your grandparents made and great-grandparents made. They maybe have the priorities. Maybe they have it right, maybe they're wrong. But you could, with priorities, you could still make mistakes. So we'll have questions soon. Okay. So in addition to that, there's other things to consider. One of the most important considerations is asking Hashem for understanding and wisdom, which we do three times a day, at least. A special bracha dedicated. Which bracha am I talking about? We're asking Hashem for what? For what? For the business to succeed in, in, in the business? Chachmina for what? Some people have Chachmina Das had, had to run, you know, had to find the best sales. Chachmina for what? So, of course, for learning Torah. Obviously, for learning Torah. But it's not just learning Torah. It's, it's Avoidus Hashem. It's Avoidus Hashem. And Avoidus Hashem means your priorities. That's Avoidus Hashem. So, you're asking Hashem for Chachmina Das to have your priorities right and to know. What's right and what's wrong? What's educational and what's, what's not educational? What's good for the family? What's not good for the family? We're asking Hashem for Chagun Das. Because we can't rely just on what we saw from our parents because they might have had it all wrong. So, 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 yeah, so we work on priorities, but we have to ask Hashem that we should really understand what we're doing. We should make the right decisions, the right choices. Now, one of the important things is, and I think we spoke about this in the past, there's a situation going on where, uh, let's, let's use the word, it's a crime. It's a crime going on. I want to tell you about a crime that's going on. 
international, international crime. This is the crime. People go into the field of education without a clue of what education is. That's a crime. Okay? You know what that's called? It's called being a parent. That's what it's called. That's the crime. You're a parent. You're a parent. Excuse me. Where's your degree in education? What do you know about education? What kind of chutzpah is that? That's a crime. There's another crime. While we're in, you know, we're to these things already. I'll tell you the other crime. You know, I know people that interact. They have a partner, a partner for life, and they have no clue what to do or not to do. It's called marriage. They get into marriage without having a clue what marriage is. That's not a crime. You wouldn't go to a lawyer who never studied law. You would never go to a doctor who never studied medicine. Yet, you're acting as a lawyer, you know, making decisions, rules and regulations, your wife and your children, you know, you know, you're, you're acting like a psychologist, you know, you understand your children and your wife, you understand everything, of course, right? You don't have a degree, not in law, not in psychology. Tell me, that's not a crime? It's a chutzpah and a crime. So on what basis could you do such a thing? So the answer is, at least part of the answer, is if you have this question, then it's a good start. If you know that you don't know, that's a good start. If you know that there's a problem, there is a problem. I don't have a degree in education. I don't have a degree in math. If you know there's a problem, that's already a good beginning. Because then you could search for answers. But if you think, why do I have to learn? For what? That's no good. And by the way, even people that had a good education, good examples, even, you know, there's a saying in Yiddish, a good is good. Better is not better. If good is good, better is not better. Okay, so we ask Hashem to have Chachman Vadas, and we have to know that there's so much more to learn. Once we know that we're lacking, that, that's a good start. Now start searching, finding out. Then you could consult. There's nothing wrong with consulting. And about marriage consulting, about education consulting. You're not the expert. What do you know about education? Consult. And by the way, even if you're a good educator, even if you're a good educator, not for your own children. Not for your own children. You could be a good educator. Not for your, for your own children. Consult. Ask other people. And while we're in the subject, I want to tell you something which, which is so painful. It's so painful. You know, there are people that have issues with Shalom bias. And what's so painful is when one uh, says, I'm ready to go to marriage counseling. I'm ready to go to therapy. And the other one says, the other one says, I'm not the one that needs therapy. I'm not the one that needs it. That's so painful to hear. That's so painful to hear. You know, there's problems in showing bias. There's problems. So go to a marriage counselor. I'm not the one that needs therapy. It's so painful. I've heard people saying that. 
I've heard people saying that. That's so painful. What are you talking about? Like, you're sure that you know what you're doing? Your spouse, it, it's her problem, it's his problem. How do you, like, what makes you think so? Consulting is so important. Consult. You don't know everything. It's okay. You don't have to know everything. But if you know you don't know everything, then you could consult. And that's the best thing. So, again, the issue we dealt with now was how do you break the cycle? And one part of the answer is you have to figure out your priorities. You have to dive into Hashem. And you have to consult V'chulu. Now, I want to take quickly questions. Okay? It'll be, we'll have questions more towards the end. Okay, yes? No? If I don't even know... I, I didn't grow up with it from Tatir, from Mom. I don't, I don't know what it's supposed to be like on a Wednesday night at the dinner table. I don't know how to do homework with my children. Okay, that's, that's, that's a good question. It's a very good question. How do you figure this out? That's a very good question. By the way, one of the things that, that's very helpful is... You, you should try to go to houses of the rabbis for Shabbos for a meal. That's a, if, that's a very good idea. The Shabbos is Shabbos. I'm talking like a normal... Start with Shabbos. We'll talk about Wednesday tomorrow. Now it's Shabbos we're talking about, okay? It's a very good idea to go to houses buy a meal for Shabbos. It's a very good idea. You go to one house, another house. You pick up, you, you try to notice, you know... The chinuch and different things going, and and you know your mind has to be alert to try to figure out things and understand and learn for yourself. And sometimes you see something and you say, "I think this is not the right approach." That's also a good lesson. So you learn something that you think is not a good approach. Good. So then then, then you know what to do, what not to do. But that's a very good lesson. But the question is a very important question you're asking. You know how do you how do you do that? And I'm not giving you a full answer. I'm just giving you a partial answer now. No. Me. Yeah. Um, I've observed this to be a, like a lot of these things to be a ubiquitous problem and I tend to like it's hard for me to have hope how and why should I have hope that like I'll break the cycle and okay um, you're asking almost the same question and it's a very important question you're asking and let me let me say this let me I was asking you before how a parent could become a parent without a degree in education. <coughs> That's a crime. That's a chutzpah. And likewise marriage. But let's look at the other end of the story. The end of the story is, Hashem is the one that makes this decision. Hashem says you're going to be a parent. It's a mitzvah, pool lavo. Okay? Hashem says get married. That's a mitzvah. Okay? So now the question is, what does Hashem expect from us? What does He want from us? How could Hashem give us a mitzvah to educate children if we're not educators? How could Hashem give us a mitzvah to get marriage if you have no cool marriages? So the answer is that if Hashem gives you the mitzvah, that means He gives you the koiches to succeed. Everyone has the ability, the energy, the koiches to succeed. Not on your own. You need to consult, you need to learn, you have to figure out. And nowadays there's many audio classes with experts who, who know what some don't know what they're talking about, but there are some good ones that know what they're talking about in education and marriage, and, and the attitude should be, I have a mitzvah, and I have the koiches, and I'm going to succeed. So if, if what I was telling you today made you depressed, that was the wrong approach. Mm -hmm. uh, what I should have done is make you all be simple. 
The simcha means that you're going to succeed. The whole question is, what steps could we take to succeed? But there's no question you're going to succeed in being a parent and in Shalom Bayes. There's no question about that. Amen.